Good morning. Good morning. Um, we are now on some of Gimel Um I think we got up to yesterday where it says Dorash Bar Kaporo. No, we didn't. We got... Uh, We'll, we'll, we'll go perhaps again from where it says Tanya Hidalazoke Noima. It's about halfway down the page. Last word on the line is Tanya. A little, a little before halfway down the page. Tanya. First word on the line now is Hidalazoke Noima. Hidalazoke says, Bishasam Achnisim Tazer, Bishasam Afazrim Kanes. Which um, basically means that um, when you see, if you see, uh, if, if you have a generation, where there's lots of people who are being machinists, in other words, they're not giving of their Torah, they're keeping it to themselves, then Pazer, you should be somebody to give out, go and teach Torah, when you're somebody who, sorry, when, when you're living in a generation where there's lots of people teaching, then Kanes, it can be called our Torah, for you to be in honor of and just keep to yourself. We said, if you see a, a, gener- a generation where the Torah is beloved to that generation, then Pazer, there can't be enough teachers, everyone should give out. Shememen says, the Yishma Pazer, there's a concept of giving out, and adding on extra to that, um, one, one of the things they, they, they say is, that um, you don't have to worry about the fact that maybe you're going to lose out on your own learning, because no, on the contrary, by teaching Talmudim, you gain even more, but no stuff is, if you see a generation where the Torah is not beloved to it, Kanes and his fellow just keep quiet, love for yourself. Shenemen says, Now, what, one of the Pshatim in this, we, 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 spoke and we gave various ideas on this yesterday, but one of the ideas given here is that if you have a generation where it's not Chobib on it, then Kanes. Kanes means that you should learn for yourself, but Kanes means you should go to the Gedolim. The Gedolim now don't have anyone to teach because people aren't, aren't learning. It's not Chobbit. So you may as well yourself go there. And that's how it carries on now. Dorash bar kaporo. Bar kaporo darshan. Zula. If the Torah is cheap, then kavoit, gather kanemino and acquire from it. I mean, it's really an advice for anything when it's cheap, that's the time to buy buy your uh, stock. But it means to say when the Torah is cheap, then one of the ideas is kafait. Kafait can be, can also, I mean, I think some of the gears, the, some have the gears, yeah, kafait. If you look in the, the margin there, the, the gillian there, you'll see it's kafait. It means just. And besides anything else, it could be that one of the things that the Benesh says is, that it could be that ordinarily in an ordinary, sort of an ordinary situation, you wouldn't be able to learn from such Gedolim. Because there's people who take precedence, people who are on a high madrig of learning than you. So you'd have to go to a slightly more junior teacher. But since the Torah is not Chobib in such a generation, then Zulas, if it's cheap, if the Torah is cheap to people, then folks, you can jump up a level. You can... Learn from people who are much greater. As we said, ordinarily you wouldn't be able to learn from them. But besides this, Ben Ishkai says that perhaps the most posh is Zula. When it's cheap, when the Torah is a mitzvah, that's where you should be jumping, that's where you should be 
learning from. As the, they, they famously say, Erev Shabbos is a mace mitzvah. Erev Shabbos is a time when most people aren't learning, even in yeshivas, it's, uh, it's totally cheap then. That's the time when a person who sits down and learns, he acquires all the Torah learning which other people could have done in that time. So do they say with certain areas of Torah, where people aren't particularly interested, or people, for whatever reason, don't learn that area of Torah, and you sit down and you learn that, that area of Torah, you get the schar of everyone who's going to be learning that, that, uh, that, um, that area of Torah. He then gives us another piece of advice. But Asar's and Eskeber's Hamon, in a place where there isn't a person there, heavy Geber, you should be the person. Omar Abayis says Abayish, Mami no, we learn from this, but Asar's Eskeber's Hamon, in a place where there is a person there, let's see Abi Geber, you shouldn't strive to be that, to be the Geber, to be the man, to be the, the head there. So the Gemara, well, that's obvious. Obviously. If there's somebody greater than you there, you're not allowed to pass in our locker, the Pnei Rabbah, etc. So it's necessary where you're in a place where the two of you are equal. So you may think, well, we're equal, so Mishkis, I'm allowed to pass in. No. If he was already there before you, the Asar, the Is, Legeva, Tamon, if there's somebody there, Loti Avigeva, you don't have to be, you can keep quiet, learn for yourself. And, One of the ideas in this is Ba'asar Teles Geber Tamon Where there's no one there What's that word mean, Tamon, there? Say Ba'asar Teles Geber In a place where there's no man there What's Ba'asar Teles Geber Tamon? One of the ideas in this is When Yoda says You can get Um you can get somebody who could be much greater than you in Torah. But the less give us Hamon. To that place, he's not suitable. To that place, he just doesn't, people don't listen to him, he doesn't have the, the right, uh, it just doesn't, it, they don't uh, gel the two of them there. In which case, there, in such a place, but Asa, the less give us Hamon, have a This idea, I feel, is, is, is um, is expressed most, most beautifully in, in a, an idea. The I once saw I'm not uh, in any way um, inclined towards the Babich or anything like that. I don't want people to get the wrong end of the stick here. But I once read a beautiful analogy. The previous Lubavitcher Rebbe, it's the previous, I mean, the last, last Lubavitcher Rebbe, he was, from, from many years ago, he had... Uh, at a degree, whatever it was in, I think from Germany, whatever it was, in, in uh, physics. And he wrote in his writings, they found an analogy he wrote, and he said, if you take, let's say, a T-shaped cleave, a T-shaped uh, big vessel, which is um, three, three-dimensional, and let's say it was solid. So something which is solid, a solid T-shape, if it's standing as a T, or upside down. So, the mass will be identical, whichever way around it's, it's uh, standing. Whether it's standing upright, or it's standing upside down, the mass will be exactly the same. However, the force will differ. 
Because we know, obviously, the force of an object is divided over the the um, the surface area of the the uh, the other side. Hence, uh, you know, they point out, if you drop a table on your on your foot, it's going to be very painful because you've got four legs there, and uh, the total mass is divided. So the force is divided between the four legs. So it's pretty painful. That and therefore, if it's up, if it's the right way up, all the force is directed through that one uh, middle foot, or whatever you want to call it, of the teeth. If it's upside down, it's divided along the whole area. Fine, that's with the solid. However, in the case of a liquid, it's completely different. You'd assume if you've got a liquid that um, if it's upside down, what would you assume? You'd assume in the case where it's upside down, you'd assume that the force and the area would be greater than, than at the sides. And I'll tell you, the last time I said this, there was somebody there who was doing physics who actually thought, I think, thought that should be the case, but it's not true. If you imagine your teeth, yeah, upside down, so down the centre, where obviously you've got much more water, you'd expect the force to be the greatest there, because obviously you've got the most water acting, pushing down, greater than at the side. Yeah, where obviously you've got much less. But he says it's simply not true, because, again, I'm pretty sure we learned this in school, but this was a university graduate, and uh, didn't, didn't seem to know this, that that uh, there, is, there is a rule, excuse the, the uh, scientific t- uh, jargon here, but there's, there was somebody called Pascal who noted that uh, in a liquid, the, the force is, is, uh, is uh, identical in all directions. That's number one. Number two is, there's a famous uh, thing of Newton, Newton's uh, law of equal and opposite forces. He says if you work the two of them together, you'll actually find that no matter where you go on that, on the sort of the that uh, horizontal, well, what's what was called the, the, the nether surface s- surface at the bottom there, the area at the bottom, the force will be identical at any point at the bottom there. So if you want to work out the force, all you do is at any point there you work out the force at the the, uh, the sort of that middle point, and it'll be identical along the the nether surface. So. Using this analogy, what comes out is, we see that whatever way you place the T, whether it's upright or whether it's upside down, it won't make the slightest bit of difference in terms of the downward force. It'll be exactly the same. He says, Torah is compared to water. And we are that clean. And it can be all sorts of different shapes. We can be uh, somebody who is a, an upright T. It's somebody who at the top, he's got a vast, vast thing of knowledge. At the root, he's got lots and lots of Torah. But when he touches the ground, in terms of interacting with people and giving over that knowledge, it could be the point of contact is very, very small. And yet you can get somebody the opposite way around, who at the top doesn't have that much knowledge. But in terms of giving over to people, and relating to people, and drawing people in, he's got a very, very vast spectrum of, uh, of uh, if you want um, Talmudim, he's able to relate to people in a completely different way. You get there's two different sorts of people. But the one thing which is exactly the same in both is 
don't think that if a person, I don't have as much knowledge at the top, the impact can be far, um, the, the impact can be far greater with the second person than the first. And this is coming back to, uh, to what we're talking about here. So before we come to here, the way I use that, this was actually in a, in a, in a, in a nutshell, was we were speaking about the difference between Moshe Rabbeinu and Shema HaMelech. Shema HaMelech was greater than, than uh, by Eskami Adam. He was, greater, he was uh, wiser than any other man. Yes, on the other hand, we find that Moshe Rabbeinu we would have expected to have been that. What could Shlomo HaMelech have known, in Torah, let's say, at least? Any, could everything in the Torah? What could he have known that Moshe Rabbeinu didn't, didn't know? So he explained that I did, may well be, Moshe Rabbeinu, of course he knew more than Shlomo HaMelech. But Moshe Rabbeinu, in terms of giving it over to people, they have not had the same, if you want, kaya that Shlomo HaMelech had. And how do I know that? Because we find, the Gemara says in Monophis, that before, two, two, two Akhtomas. Number one, when Moshe Rabbeinu was told to come to, uh, to Paro, so Moshe said, what's the point? If the Jewish people don't understand what I'm talking about, how do you expect Paro to understand? So I've got a said, don't worry, R and E and And the Rabbi Avram Ben Arambam, he explains, he says, you have to understand every Novi, the Nebuah comes by way of a mother, and the Novi, he translates those words of the Malach into words that the human being can understand. The problem was, Moshe was the Malach. You know, he was the Malach of the kid. So he said, how far are you going to understand me? So I thought, well, he said, don't worry, Aaron will be your Nobi to translate those words. The other thing is, there's a Gemara in office which says that Moshe Rabbeinu, when he went up to Asina to receive the Torah, so I thought, shows him all the future Zoros, and there he was, he was sitting in the shir of Rabbi Akiva. Rabbi Akiva was teaching all the story, he didn't know what was going on. And he got all worried. Until he heard, Rabbi Akiva said to Samidim, he said, oh, this Allah, it's Allah for the Mishnah of Sina. And he said, oh, he realized everything came from, from Sinai. So he said to Al-Kodesh Baruch, he said, why don't you let Rabbi Akiva be the person to give over the story to the people? Al-Qadosh Prophet says, nonetheless, no, this is my, uh, this, this is what I've decided, etc. Why would the Yaqib have been a better candidate? Says the Maharal, in fact, what, it's actually the other, the other way around, in fact, what, why, why, uh, in the end, Moshe, what was the one to be, to be, uh, to be chosen? It's actually because he was shy of both worlds. But what Moshe Abinu was seeing, of course he knew all the Torah. But what he saw was that Rabbi Yaqib, said, Rabbi Yaqib is able to give it over in a way better than, than I can. Of course he knew all the Torah. But he felt that Rabbi Akiva was better fitted to give it over to the Talmudian. When we talk about Moshe didn't know what was going on, it doesn't mean he didn't understand. You know, you know, there's a famous uh, thing that Chaim Briscoe once said. He said, something which you can't give over, you don't really understand. If you can't explain it, you don't understand. You ask people, do you understand? Yes. Yeah. Do you repeat it? No. Then you don't understand. There's no concept of understanding if you can't repeat it. So Moshe, I mean, it felt, I, I can't give it over. Rabbi Akiva is able to give it over in a better, better way than I can. And that, that possibly was going on with Shema Melech. It doesn't mean, of course, of course Moshe was greater than him. But in terms of giving that knowledge over, Shema Melech had that, according to this, by Yechad and he had that interaction at the, at the sort of the underside. And that's what it means over here, the Asar is the Lefkevet Hamon. You can have somebody who's greater than you. 
But over there, in that place, less gather, then in which case have a gather. Dorash bar kaporo. Ezei parasha katana shekol kufi Torah tuleimbo. What is a small parasha that the whole Torah, all the main points of the Torah, the, sort of the body of the Torah, is dependent on it? It's a pasuk v'chol d'orachachot Eyu. In all your ways, know him. V'hu yeyasher erachetechan. He will straighten up your path. Omar Robin says, Rob afidu l'dvavera. This applies even with the dvavera. The Rashi learns, this means to say that uh, you should always think, do eu means whatever you do, think of this as Torah Mitzvah in it. Bechol Dorachacho, do eu. Think about whether this is a Mitzvah. The Afidu Dvar Avera means sometimes even in a Dvar Avera it can be the Torah Mitzvah, like Eliyahu Barakana, like we talked about yesterday with Eliyahu. Sometimes doing an Avera can be for the purposes of Kiddush Hashem. But the the Benish Chai he learns and it's really based on if you look in the in the in the Gilead there you'll see that the Gilead today Yaakov is it continues on and it says Omar Apopo said Rapopo Haimid Omri Inchi is what people say Ganvo Apum Maktarto when the Ganvo is standing at the opening to the tunnel so they come into your house Rachamona Kori Literally, he calls Hashem. Says the Danish guy, what's this got to, point to Rashi, what's this got to do with it? So I said, you, you could fit in, but in all probability, Rashi, Rashi didn't have this here, sir. But he says, it could well be, this is all going on in the middle of Bittofi. The Cholder Ochechot Do'eyu means, don't put anything down just to Teva. Oh, it just happened to be. It's Mikra. Uh, last week, Mikra is Osius Rak Me'ashem. There's no such thing as Mikra. It's all from Hashem. There's no such thing as Teva. The Cholder HaChayachot Do'eyu says, Rabba Afiru Lidva Even when it comes to Dva you should realize, if you actually turn on a light on Shabbos, I think I've said this before, it doesn't mean, oh, well, look, I did something Kenega the Rotten of Hashem. No, that was the Rotten of Hashem. The Avera was that you thought you were going Kenega the Rotten of Hashem. Because for your purposes, you have to follow what it says in the Torah. To be honest, I've also had this question about how, how does it fit with Shogig and God. I, I mean, I, I could answer God. That's right. I mean, you, you, you don't even have to say it's to do with the place, it's the person. The person we say that if you do a sin believes it, eventually you can't do it with Shaggy. So in which case, it was your careless attitude at an earlier stage. That, uh, that's why the, they say the, the, the God says on the Apostle, um, um, says, How does it start off? in Arturah on a on a Tarnis okay <laughs> but he says it's a, it's a contradiction means you stumble means on purpose how could you stumble on purpose the answer is because why did you stumble because because you did it 
Because he did it at one time, it was an Ovid. So too, he says that we say, I'll take Shachatan and Ufana Echad, but Oynes, Uvarotza. Why did you ask me something which is for Oynes? It wasn't my fault, it was Oynes. The answer is, why did you come to Oynes? The answer is, because at one time he did it Uvarotza. That's how the, the, the God, the God put it. So, um, anyway, so I'll support it, therefore you have to realize, Afilu Lidva Avera, there's no such thing, it just happened. This is also the Rotan of Hashem. You have to do the Shuvah because from your perspective, though, you were going, it was, it, it, uh, you were going, you thought you were going connected to the Rotan of Hashem. Well, the way the Ben Yayada puts it is you have to realize, even if I do an Avera, I cause somebody harm, of course I've got to be sorry for it. But you know what, what I've got to be sorry over is, why did it come through me? That person deserves everything he got. And that's what the Ghanav is saying here. As he's standing there, ready to rob somebody of their money. But he calls out, it's Hashem! Don't blame me, this is from Hashem! The reason why he tells the Council is, but why did it come through him? Because as the Gemara says, Megalgalin Choyva Ali Dechayev. If somebody deserves a punishment, there's got to be a messenger for it. Why did Hashem pick you as the messenger? And not because you're ready Chayev. So Gemara, Megalgalin Choyva Ali Dechayev. And that he says is, the Afidun is Vadeh realize this comes from Hashem. And that's the guy that he's standing there, I mean, he's obviously a bit, bit crumb, this guy, but he's standing there saying, don't blame me, this is all from Hashem, I'm just a messenger. But obviously he's going to be held accountable because he's the person who's been picked up, because he's Chayas to start with. Dorash Barakapara. A person should always teach his son a light or a clean and light profession. Mahi, what is that profession? Omarat sister said, Rav sister, Makata, the Talmiyusa. Literally, that means it's, it's basically it's embroidery. Makat is uh, needlework, the Talmiyusa is like a faro, it's in a straight line go back and forth like that. It's, it's basically uh, what, the way Rashi types it up is embroidery. The God says, because you have to realize the Gemara says in Kedushin, that every single profession has those who become rich from it and those who are poor. Every single profession. And therefore, what is the point of teaching your son a profession which is hard work, because you think it's hard work, you must be going to become rich. Every single profession has those who are rich and those who are poor. So why don't you teach him something which is clean and light? If he's supposed to become rich, he'll become rich. And if he's supposed to be poor, at least he won't have exerted himself for nothing. So he says to Gemara, you must well give him a light profession. Give him a profession. You go, he's got his Hishtandas now. And if he's supposed to become rich, he'll become rich. And if he's going to stay poor, at least he won't have wasted all that energy for nothing. I'll show you what, 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 one, one other idea the Ben Yoda says. What's the Oilo? A person should always... What do you mean He says there was once a very rich man who had a son and he decided he was going to teach his son he wanted his son to learn the profession, I think, of uh, a, a certain profession, I think it was to do with, uh, like, purging metals, etc. And he hired, there's a world expert who, in, in, this, uh, in this profession, and he hired him. 
And the son wasn't interested in, in doing it. He said, what's the point? My father's so rich. Anyway, I don't, I'm never going to need to work anyway. So the father said, look, he realised the only way he'd get his son to do it was he had to bribe his son. He said, for every day you learn from this, uh, from this teacher, I'll pay you five, five golden coins. So there you have every day the father was paying two golden coins to the, uh, to the teacher, five golden coins to the son so that he should learn. And Kachal, that's the way it went. Anyway, finally learned the profession, obviously he didn't do anything with it. He got married, and one very sad day his father passed on. And his son, as he was an only son, he got this massive Yerusha, and as you can well imagine, the son didn't know what to do with such a big Yerusha, and spurned the whole lot. A whole lot went down the drain. And there he was, after a couple of years, completely uh, destitute. And he says to his wife, I says, well, what are we going to do now? So I remember I had, you know, I learned these, this, this profession once. He went and got out of his pain and he started doing it and he began to become quite a rich man from it. And at every stage of the way, he said, oh, my father, may he rest in peace. May he said, like, I don't understand you. When your father gave you that massive Yerusha, there's no mention of your father, may he rest in peace. And suddenly now you're having to work for yourself, suddenly, oh, may my father rest in peace. He says, you don't understand. When I got the Yerusha, I was thinking to myself, why did my father waste, his, waste my time, waste his time, waste his money? Look at this Yerusha I've got. I can understand what my father has done. But now I understand what my father did. And now I really appreciate what he did to me. And that's why every stage of the way, I say, may you rest in peace. So the Ben Yehoshua, that's what it means, L'Oilo. Don't rely, because he's so rich, L'Oilo. You can't rely on that no one knows the wheel of fortune is going to turn, and therefore l'aylam yilamid adam espanoi. But umnus nikiyah the colors we said from the god, there's a limit to shalom. You can do all the shalom in the world; it's not going to make the slightest bit of difference. If you're supposed to be rich, you'll be rich. If you're supposed to be poor, you'll be poor. No, you can't rely on this. So therefore, there has to be that shalom. L'aylam, don't rely on the on the uh, as we said, the wheel of fortune can uh, can turn. And why is this picked as the example embroidery? So again, the Benya Yoda says it's Nakia, because the person actually makes the clothes. He may snip a little bit of uh, a bit of the material here and there and pocket it. The person who's doing the embroidery is not shy because he's just putting on the finishing touches. And it's cut obviously it's easy, it's the last part to it. But on the other hand you could you may well add the person who will get all the praise for it is probably that last person. The one who puts it on, the, that's what makes it beautiful. It's like the person who builds the building with all the great architecture, but it doesn't look very presentable. The person who puts in, puts in all the decorations, the interior design, that's the person who looks, wow, look at the way he's made this look so beautiful. So it's the master of the Tanya. That's the key of the color. Tanya, it's been taught in a brighter. Rebbe Omer, Rebbe says, Le'olam al a person should always be careful not to literally have too many friends in his house. Shanema says, Ish reyim l'hisra'eah. A man of friends, I suppose, l'hisra'eah, which, the way we're explaining it is, it's an expression of ru'ah. It'll become shaky. Because it's very easy to change from reyim to ro'im, as the Ben Yoda points out. It's just one, one uh, change of letter from seyri to komet, and it becomes ro'im. If you've got too many friends, 
chances are one of them will stab you in the back. Tanya, it's been thought in a brighter. Rebbe Omer, Ali Mana Odom Apotropis Pesach Beisah. You shouldn't appoint um, an apotropis in your house, somebody basically to oversee your house. Shenemoli Lomino Petipa as Yosef Apotropis Pesach Beisah. Because if Petipa hadn't appointed Yosef as apotropis in his house, Lobala Isay Dobba. Yosef never would have come to that whole uh, situation with the Aisha Petipar. It was only because he was the apotropist there. Tanya, it's been taught in a brighter. Rebbe Yomi, another piece of advice from Rebbe. Loman, or another statement, I should say. Loman Ismachal, Pasha's Nozir, the Pasha's Saito. Why is the Pasha of the Nozir placed directly next to the Pasha of Saito? Loman of to tell you. Shekalareya Saito Bekilkudo. That anyone who sees the Saito in her defiled uh, state, her hair uncovered, her clothes ripped, etc., etc., Yazir Atzmah Min Ayayim will, on the spot, should, on the spot, make a nadir, become a nozir, to abstain from wine. And the famous Peshat in that is, because, Rashi says, Chomesh, I mean, because, he'll say to himself, what caused the soita? It was the wine. That's how it all starts. She offers him a bit of wine, and then everything snowballs from there. So, Yavzi, Atzmim, and Ayayim. Oman, Chizki, Obereta, Rabbi, Parnok, Oman, Rabbi, Echanon. Why is the parasha of Sota put next to the parasha of Turma Samaitras? Lo to tell you, anyone who's got Turma Samaitras, the Eina knows it on Lakain, and doesn't give them to the Kain, so Nitzrach Lakain Alide Ishtay. In the end, he's going to end up having to come to the Kain because of his wife. Shanem, as it says, the Isha is Kadosh of Lo If a man each man is Kodshim, Lo Yehudi, they will beat him, in other words, he keeps them for himself. The Sonatre puts next to it, Ish Ish, his sister Ishtai, each man and his wife will become a Saitos, she'll veer from the path, will sit in a right, the Hebe or Ish, his sister became, and the man will have to bring his wife to the Cain, etc. The late Oizen, not only that, and our Sifshin Itzachlan, in the end, he will become needy, he'll become dependent on those Kodshim. He'll become an Oni himself, and he'll become dependent on Maisa Oni. Shanem, as it says, the Ishes Kodoshov, Lo Yihyu. Each man is culture, and they will be to him. In other words, the very culture which you should have given to the Kain, given to the lady, given to the Anim, you're going to end up relying upon them yourself. Omar Amnachman by Yitzchok. The Imnosnot. But if a person does give them to the Kain, then Sofnit Asha, in the end, he'll become rich. Shanem, as it says, Isha Shayyitin La Kain, if a man does give to the Kain, the Pasuk finishes off, Lo Yihya. It doesn't say Lo Yihyu. It says Lo Yihya. So the God that sounds like it's saying, Lo Yihya, they'll beat him from another place. What do you mean? I've given away my money. I gave it to the Kain. I gave it to the Lady. I've just lost 20% plus my Oni. I've lost 30%. Not, sorry, not 30%. A good 20% there. Because we say, Lo you'll end up with a lot of money from, from elsewhere. Now, from Rashi, Rashi says, Ishev Kodoshov Lo Yihyu means, Shema'akiv Kodoshov Etzlo. On the left hand side, about halfway down there, the Eina Mason on Akainu with Alaviyin. The Benesh Chai wants to learn from that, not about a Rosh or somebody who just, he steals from the Kainu and Alaviyin. That's not what we're talking about, not about Rosh or destroys it. 
That's not what we're talking about. Shema'aki. He holds on to it. He says, I'm not going looking for the Kaidim and If they want, they can come to me. So, Mizzah can I get Mizzah? You wait for the Kaidim to come to you, you'll end up having to go to them. Okay? Strictly speaking, he hasn't done anything wrong. You've got two of us items to give, you go looking for them. That's the way he does. Give me a little harsh, maybe, that's problem number one. But I'd say there's, there's another major sort of problem here, and that is, what's it got to do with Saita? Why don't you say, a person who doesn't give to the cave to Muslim light shows, he'll end up having to go to the cave to be diagnosed with Sarah. Or, anyone who withholds from us and maestros, he'll end up having to go to the cane for to bring a cobra. See, anything, why Sosa? What's Sosa got to do with it? No, any suggestions? If one shirt is broken, the other, the other shirt gets broken. Let's, let's build, build on that a, a little more. I'd, I'd like to share with you an idea, which I, I, well, obviously I am biased, but I believe it's not much ever some official too. I'll tell you that bit. You have to understand what is stocker all about. People think when they give large amounts of stocker, look at me, you know, I'm so selfless. You should understand stocker is all about yourself. It's a god, the god says to get after us. He says, when the Oni comes along to the, I may have said this before, but I'm going to repeat myself, just hold, hold, hold in there for a second. The, the Oni comes knocking to the door. Let's, let's just play out what's going through your mind. The Oni comes knocking on the door and he says, look, I need this and that, etc., etc. Et the person thinks to himself, he says, go get a job. I work very hard for this money. You go work for it. Yeah, that's the first thought which comes to mind. Who's that? That's the body. The body says, I work for this money. So then a shaman comes along and says, look, if that was your brother, would, you, would that be your action? Of course not. He is your brother. Spiritually, we all want. So no, give him, a, give him a nice donation. So the body says to the shaman, it's very nice for you to say that. Did you work hard in the, in the office, in the field all day? So the shaman says, you're right. You're right. But I'm asking you to do a chesed with me. But if you give this stalker, it's a chesed from the Nishama. The Nishama says, you're right, this is not my money, this is your money. You earn the money, I would have rather just been sitting in the base on average. But, if you do this, you're doing a chesed with me. What's that chesed? Because, think about it, the guv, if it's mavater, it's, or it's mavater, then what happens is, the guv becomes a little more subsidiary to the body. Subordinate to the body. And it's one less obstacle or layer of skin between the, the Neshama and HaKadosh Baruch says the God that's why we say 
we, we, for example, we say, Aser Bishvil Shetis Asher. If you give Maita, you'll become rich. If you give Maita, you'll become rich. If you don't give Maita, you'll end up with a tenth of your money. As I, as, 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 as I once heard, you know, Mr. Mr. Lewin from Golden Screen, Joe Lewin, I actually heard it from his son, a, a, a good friend, but uh, I think from some relation of theirs, they said, you know, that Avram said to Lot, he said, in how small they mean, basically, if you go to the left, I'll go to the right, if you go to the right, I'll go to the left. He said, you take the word, Aser, Aser to Aser, yeah? The sin there, you could put the dot on the right or the left. HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, if you put the dot on the right, I'll put it on the left. You put it on the left, I'll put it on the right. Meaning, if you put it on the right, meaning Asher, not Asher, it's now read Asher, expression of Asher. I want to become rich. I'm not giving them my money. So Asher, I'll put it on the left. To Asher, you'll end up with a tenth of your money. You put it on the left though, Aser, you give a tenth of your money, you give my tenth, I'll put it on the right, to Asher, you'll become rich. Nice little chapter. Uh, okay? And this is what, this is what the answer is, portion-wise, it's not a tremendous reward. It's because, if you give stocker, says the God, it's what the God says. Then, your Nashon is getting closer to Asher, but Asher is the of all broker. You get close to Hashem, you get a tremendous Shafa of Rosh. That's the, that's the idea. Now, what happens if I don't give this Docker then? If I don't give, and this, by the way, presumably is Posh Pshat and the that, uh, you know, the famous Medrash which says, More than you do for the Oni, the Oni does for you. We learned that from, from Rus and Normi. Normi asked Rus, who is the man who did this great test with you? And she said, The man with whom I did this great test, Shemoy Bayas. His name is Bayas. What do you mean? He did the test with you. He let you clean his field. Look what he did for you. No, the man with whom I did the test. But the Emma goes further than that. Because, It's part of a much bigger theme. I'll just, just the, the part which is Nagea to us. You have to realize there's a Medrash Nailam which says the man, Ish, is the Neshama, the Isha is the Guf. And therefore, what she was saying, Medrash Nailam doesn't say it on this, but if you touch it into the pocket, it comes out beautiful. She was saying, Ha Ish, the Neshama with whom I did the Chesed, I allowed that Neshama to get closer to our Kodesh Borokul, Shemai Bayat. Perhaps with a little spark of Rakh that she was going to be his Isha one day, she was going to be his Guf, he was going to be her Neshama. It's a partnership, as you said. And I allow this Neshama to get close to Tarkodesh Baruch. But when a person says, no, I'm not giving my tremendous money, it's my hard, hard-earned money. Then that's the body standing its ground and saying to Neshama, no, I am going to be independent. I'm not going to be subordinate to you. I'm going to stand my ground. Says the Torah, if that's your attitude, that your body says, I'm going to stand my ground. I'm not giving on my, my hard-earned money to the king. Don't go get a job himself. Get a field himself. Work the field himself. Says the Torah. It's actually, I think, Rashi and Rashi says, Chayish, and I promise you, you'll end up having to go to the king to bring your wife. Your very own body, the Isha is, 
As we just said, the Medrash says, is your good. You're the Neshama, she's the good. And your very own wife is going to say, what, I should be subordinate to this man? I'll show you what independence is all about. And she'll be independent. Oh yes, she'll be independent. She'll go off with all sorts of other men. She'll say, I'll come back when I feel, feel like it. I'm not being a slave in this house. I'm not... There's no, no more boss there. There's no more partnership here. If you take that attitude, I promise you, you'll end up having to bring your own, your own good. Your own wife will also be independent. And she'll say, I'll stand my ground. I'm not being subordinate to an Ashama. And she'll end up being a Satan. And if you continue on this theme, it's beautiful. It's how does it continue on? So you've got the person who withholds his cochin, and the end result is the Satan. What's the lesson that's drawn from that? Is the Nazi. What does the Nazi do? The Nazi, he sees the Satan, he says, that's it, I'm becoming a Nazi. Think about the three things the Nazi takes on, and they're all exactly that idea. Number one, no wine. When a person imbibes wine, what happens? The guf the takes over control. He's no longer thinking. You look at people who are drunk. They're acting without any sort of safety. The inside comes out, and it? It's basically just a guf without a, I would say without, without a safety. That's number one, he says. I'm not allowing that to happen. Next thing is, to grow his hair. What's that? Growing hair, cutting it off. It's clear from a story in the Dorium, and it comes in the Dorium. I'm not there with... with um, it was Rabbi Shimon, um, where, where basically it's clear from a, sto- a certain story there with a certain very righteous Nazi that the idea is that it's to quash the Yitzhahara. It's to do with the body. There was a, a story of, of somebody who, he said, I think, it was, I think it was Rabbi Shimon who said, he said he never ate from the carbon, the carbonus of a Nazi, except from a certain, a certain one. They asked him why. He said, generally speaking, I don't eat for them because I'm scared, maybe they've regretted to it, it and the kids. So he said, this one was a tremendously righteous Nazi wife. He said, this Nazi came along and I said to him, he said, beautiful long locks, his hair. And I said to him, what made you become a Nazi? To cut off that hair. He says, I'll tell you. One day, I was walking, I was, I think, a shepherd, and I took down my, the sheep down to the, to the river, and I saw, I saw a glance in the, of a, sort of a, reflection of, of my face in the river and I said, wow, what a beautiful, good-looking young man I am. And then I said, oh, how can I do that? And I promised myself, that's it, I'm going to grow my hair and I'm going to cut it off and we'll get the kids I'm going to, going to become an author. So you see the idea of growing the hair and cutting it off is to quash those feelings of the body, how beautiful the body is. And the last one is, what's the last thing an author is? The last isa for an author is? Mace, Tomas Mace. What is Tomas Mace? So it's, I, I, I believe it kind of comes from, from, uh, from the, the Zayar Kodesh. says, why is there a tremendous tumult over a mate? So it's very simple. Look at a dead animal. A dead, you've got an animal, it's five times fine. The minute it dies, what's attracted to it? All the flies, vermin, filth. Why? Says so the Zayar, because where there's, a, where there's a, a vacuum, it's got to be filled. There was life, now, now there's an emptiness of life. So it's filled with dirt. That's always the way it works. That's why at night, why, we, why do we become Tommy during the night? Because the Neshama somewhat takes leave of our body at night, and therefore we become Tommy. When a person dies, the Neshama has left the body. So what's attracted to it? Tumma. So basically, in a, in a nutshell, 
a mate is a goof without an, I mean, as you, you realize, obviously, is a goof without an ashama. The Nordic says, I'm having nothing to do with that. He learned his lesson from the Sota that our life has to be everything about the Neshama. The Guf has to be bottled for the Neshama. And that's the run of the Parshish. So, so I think it's a beautiful idea that runs through this, this, all these uh, various Gemaras we've had here. Starting with the person who says, I'm not giving my conscience to the Kain. The Guf stands its, stands its uh, stands sort of staunch there. Torah says, Chayikam, I promise you, you'll end up having to bring your own body to the Kain, i.e. your own wife. And the person who sees the whole thing, thing with the Sota, he takes the message from that, and he says, I'm going to become an Ozir, the complete antithesis to the Sota. Omar Rabhuna Bar Berechio Mishum Rabhiro Zahakafo Kola Meshatev Shem Shemayim Betzal We're about 15 lines or so up from the bottom of Samach Kemal Omadal Kola Meshatev Shem Shemayim Betzal Anyone who literally makes the name of heaven a partner in his pain, Kofelin no Paranos also. His Paranosa will be doubled up. Shenemad says, Vahoyo, and it shall be, Vahoyo, Shakai Bitsorecho. And Hashem, Shakai, should be in your troubles. The Chesef Teofos lost. And the money now Teofos. It's an expression of doubling. Let me say how so if a we've had this possible the, 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 the expression of the chafal we, we said you know with, with, with the the sugi of the yisurin it says how so if a It's an expression because the eyes double they close it means that's what the word that's what the word teofis comes it means to double up. And the way Rashi learns this this means somebody who when trouble comes to make the bracha. Boruch Dain Emes, or he doesn't start Kodesh Boruch for two shots of it, the kids is he connects with Hashem. Rabbi Shmuel Balachmini Omar, he says, Paranosotam Ufefet Loi Ketzipa, it flies up to him, it will rise up to new undiscovered heights, like a bird. Shenemes says, Vechesef Teofes Loh, is an expression of to fly, like an oak. Now, besides from what Rashi says, the Gon says, do you remember on Shabbos, and this wasn't on the recording, so I'm just going to say it again. The Gon says this exact idea, which as I told you on Shabbos. It's a Gemara. What's the Gemara saying? If a person realizes where these stories have come from, he acknowledges they've come from Akkadish Baruch Hu, he'll get tremendous problem. Tremendous. Paranoid will be doubled up. He'll fly up like a bird to Ben Yoyal because you get this sometimes. There's something which comes in the path of nature, and then you get something which comes by nature. Nature means you've got to go after it. Nature means it chases after you. Your panos, you won't have to go looking for your panos, it'll come after you. That's what it means like a bird. But we, we said on Shabbat. Yeah. Could be a dove, but uh, this is a special broth for somebody who, who appreciates where the bad things have come from. We said, to, to illustrate this, we, 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 we said on Shabbos, and it's a beautiful, a beautiful idea. I heard this on, on, on Shabbos from, from uh, Diane Ehrenshoy, that the, that if you take a look at the Tzorchacha, we named them last week's Tedra, you've got a whole massive Tzorchacha, and how does it end off? Eilet Ibrahim Al-Baris, no words of comfort. Yet in Parshish of Chukesa, you've got a shorter Tzorchacha, 
And it ends off with words of physical and comfort, and it says, don't worry. The Afghan says, the Yisamere Teyivim, Lema Aftim, Vilegaltim Lechalosa. Hashem says, don't worry, even when you're in exile, I haven't rejected you completely. There's words of chizik there. What's going on? So the Rabbah is quoting from, from a Zayar Kodesh. They have this problem, and uh, the, 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 the way the, the story actually goes is, they, they were learning together, and you know that time Rabbi Shimon ben Yechoi was in the cave with his son, because he was fleeing from the, from, the, uh, from the Romans, and they didn't have an answer to this question. They didn't know and somebody came out of the, they, they were, I think, they, I think they were in some sort of cave, they came out, and he saw a bird hopping around them. It's actually even better, it's a bird, it was actually a bird there. And uh, he could tell, he could tell the fact that the way the bird was sort of hovering there, he knew that obviously it was there for a self submission. So he wrote down a kvittle, and he said, gave it to the bird, and the bird flew off. And it went and found the cave where, where uh, Rishim Menachoi was there. And he gave Rishim Menachoi the kvittle. And he opens up the kvittle, and he reads their problem, and he started crying. And then the old Anobi came to him, and he said to him, why are you crying? He said, because look, look at the situation of Kralisol, I can't be with my Talmudim. I haven't answered this question, they don't have an answer, but how much? They all said, don't worry, I'll go give them the answer. And the answer he gave them was like this. He said, the difference is, in Parshat Kitovoi, well, let's go the other way around. In Parshat Kukukaisai, what did it say? If you go with me, but carry, everything is carry, carry, carry. Everything is just by chance. If you put down all these stories, all this suffering, just to chance, that's a terrible state of affairs. Such a person needs chizik. So we say to him, don't worry, Hashem will reject you. Because you need extra chizik. As we said before, our mikra is, oh, see, it's rock me, Hashem. It's real as it comes from Hashem. But, no, never. But in Parshat Tisobay, it says, Yatakha Hashem. Hashem will hit you. Yulech Hashem will hit you. That's not, it's such, it's all Hashem. When a person realizes that this comes from Hashem, that is the biggest comfort and bracha in itself. It's no longer a punishment, it's now a limit. It's now a lesson. It's not just a punishment, it's a lesson. And tremendous bracha comes from that. As he, he said, he once heard from, from an Odin Godel that the Gemara says the Shimshon, you know, his two eyes were poked out. Why were his two eyes poked out? At the, at the, at the end there was the position. Because, much earlier in his life, he'd gone along to his, to his uh, parents and he said, he had, I found a certain woman amongst the position. She's upright and she's the right one in my eyes. Oh, in your eyes? She said, what about the eyes of Hashem? So, middle can I get middle? His eyes were poked out. Do you know the end of, his, the, the, end of the story with Shimshon Nehru standing there and he's standing there between the pillars being defiled and he doesn't tell Kodesh Baruch and the Chazal tell us he said to Hashem my two eyes have been poked out I'm asking you Hashem for two things in the Tukhut of one eye give me the Kayak which has been taken away from him because his head has been taken off give me the Kayak to be able to pull down these pillars <coughs> and in the Tukhut of the other eye then I should get Olam Abol and he was granted it very strange Gemara. What do you mean? You're punished. Your eyes were poked out because of what you did wrong earlier in your life. And now you're asking us to pay back time? No, I want payment for this. I want brachas. What's one got to do with the other? This Adam Doddle said, it's the same idea. 
Because when you realize it comes from Hashem, Shimshon said to Hashem, I know where this has come from. Yatach Hashem. Ah, you realize it comes from Hashem, then you can demand Baruch. That's what the Gemara is saying here. Same idea. When you realize why your Shachai B'Tzorech, it comes from Hashem, then the Chesed Tehoth is lost. Then there's tremendous Baruch which comes with it. Because it's no longer an Einesh, it's a limit. And from a limit comes Baruch. Omer Rabbi Tobi, Omer Rabbi Yeshia. Anyone who weakens himself from Dibri Torah, he won't have the strength with which to stand up on the day of trouble. Shenem, as it says, as the prophet says, if you weaken yourself, if you weaken yourself from Torah, on the day of trouble, basically your chaos will be weak, will be constrained. Omer Rabbi Ami says, Rabbi Ami, Barnasna, Omer Shmuel, Riafiru mitzvah achas, even if it's just in one mitzvah that you're lax, Shenevan says, Hisra Pisa, Nikol Mokot. It doesn't say you've weakened your hold on the whole of Torah. Even Hisra Pisa, if you weaken your hold even on just one mitzvah, then, the end Torah, on the day of trouble, you'll ha- you won't have the curse with which to stand up. The Ben Yoda says, the prophet says in, in, uh, in Ha'azinu. Hashem says, Er em mo achariton kidar tapuches heimo. He says, the, the Sefer, the Berkas Torah says, the word mo, by the way, just, it's the Matriot Odom as that very much connected to Odom, but mo means what? That symbolizes when there's a lack. Mo, what? It's what we call head, there's something missing there. That's, by, by the very connotation, what means there's something. I, I want to know what. The, when you change around the letters, heim means they. Symbolizes there is something here. It's complete. So more is when it's incomplete. It's a question. What is it? Heim is they are. It's when it's complete. Hashem says er er more acharisa. I'll see what their end is. Because the Osiris Hemo have been changed around. You can have the hay at the beginning or at the end. And that's. He says, the word, we know Chokma is always synonymous with Torah. If you take out the letters Kaya from Torah, what are you left with? Mo. Er er mo acharitam. I'm assuming that's what he means there. Er mo acharitam. You end up just with the last, last letters, Mo. If you're, if you're Maratha from Dibbet Torah, if you weaken your hold on the return, they say, by the way, this means, even if you learn that you've got a lackadaisical approach to, towards Torah, you won't be much clear. And it'll come the day when the Yomzorah, you, you don't have the Kaya, it'll be more. As we've discussed in the past, the Yisurim is all about when there's, it's Chisorah, there's something lacking. Torah is the idea of Shlemus, as the Maharal writes time and time again. If you're lacking that Shlemus, you're lacking the Kaya, You'll be more. Let's go. Shem will continue tomorrow.